The president promised us that this wouldn't happen, promised that it wouldn't be like Vietnam, promised that there wouldn't be people trying to literally be taken away off the top of our embassy. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Hoo-ah, News Talk, uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, I'm Sean. On a uh, very disturbing Monday, seven minutes after nine, uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, you know, lots to talk about. Obviously, we'll talk about masks and, and that happy crap here in, uh, in Bear County, uh, in a little bit. But the images, I, I imagine most of you, uh, have been watching what's unfolding in Afghanistan. Uh, and also what's unfolding, uh, well, not in D.C. Uh, as far as where our president is. And, you know, and, and again, the phone lines, I'm going to leave the lines open on this, 210-599-5555. Uh, you know, I, I, we found out, because all of us, I think, have been seeing these very disturbing images of these Afghans clinging to the outside of trans, military transport airplanes out of the airport in Kabul. Uh, yeah, we have had helicopters actually try to evacuate people from the embassy. So, yeah, the, the, the comparisons to the fall of Saigon are, are right there. Sorry, you really called that one wrong, Mr. President. But you have these massive transport planes that are trying to take off from the airport. And crowds of Afghans are running after the planes, and some of them are jumping on the outside of the plane and hanging on. Well... It was just reported, we just started finding out within the past hour, hour and a half, that they've suspended all of these flights for the moment, which were, yeah, taking Afghans out of the city for their own survival. They've suspended those flights because apparently when the planes are taking off, some of those people managed to hang on until the plane reached a certain height a certain elevation, and they could hold on no longer, and they fell to their death. And it really shouldn't be lost on any of us that this entire journey began a little under 20 years ago with bodies falling through the air. Here we are at this juncture. Uh, And again, we have bodies falling through the air um you really can't at least i don't think so and trey and i talked about this on where in rima i don't really think you can overstate how bad this all is um we had uh, the taliban some taliban fighters and the leader of the taliban in the palace in kabul doing an al jazeera press conference with their guns in full view the president of, of Afghanistan uh, flew out yesterday to Uzbekistan. It's pretty much over. I mean, if Afghanistan is done. Um, it, it's it's a horror show. What's going on? We we have we have no idea. I mean, we hear snippets as far as what's happening to people. We know the Taliban are calling up or contacting Christian communities in that city, saying we're coming for you. Uh, as I said on Friday, they're pretty much on a vengeance ride. So any uh, anybody who was remotely connected to us, <laughs> you 
you know, are, are going to die, and they're going to die really, really horribly. Women and children are being run roughshod over. We've heard stories of women being set on fire, uh, children being immediately sold into sex trafficking. Uh, the country is swamped. Um, we also have heard, uh, and Trey was talking about this uh, again on Where in Rima, that uh, China has already said that uh, we're going to be uh, supporting uh, the Taliban and uh, forming alliances. We 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 know that you know Russia is going to be at play at some point, um, because there's nothing stopping them. In a sense, and this just tumbled out of my mouth a few minutes ago, and I hadn't thought about it. It just something came out of my mouth uh, that really the southern border has now become the world. Our southern border is now the world in the sense that there is no America to fear. There is no response. Uh, the only response that I'm aware of that we have given before everybody went on vacation at the, in the West Wing and in the administration was, oh, please don't sack our embassy. Please. And, you know, I mentioned, uh, I have a friend, I had a friend, uh, a friend who, who works in the State Department who, you know, I'm not going to tell, say who that is or was, whatever. But I remember, uh, during the Arab Spring, this person had said to me, this is what the world looks like without America. Well, what's unfolding on your television sets right now is what the world looks like without America. The chess pieces are in motion. People are being slaughtered. Uh, and your president and mine, you know, has been shuffled off. He's silent. He's on vacation. They say at Camp David, he's not giving any statements. Written or otherwise, they've put one of these now infamous lids on him today and for the foreseeable future. Uh, if you call the administration, you get an auto reply. Or if you send an email. If you send an email to Jen Psaki, or actually, as I understand it now, anybody in the, in the, in the administration, you're, you're getting an auto reply. Hey, wow, I'm on vacation. Be back soon. Have a great day. Uh, which also sends a big, loud, stinking message to the rest of the world and the villains of this world. Um, again, I know it's it's pretty heavy stuff to start off the week with, but this is what's happening. This is what's unfolding before our very eyes. It's Saigon at the it's the fall of Saigon, but it's a thousand times worse in a sense because there are other players uh, in motion. And, you know, if you don't think that bad guys from that part of the world have been making their way into this country for six months, you're really not paying attention. And I'm not saying you, people who, folks who in general listen to to KTSA, because you tend to be a lot smarter than that and a lot more educated as far as what's going on in the world. But, my God, they tried to blame Trump. (laughs) They tried to blame Trump. This on Trump. Biden says he inherited this. Right, Chris? He inherited this. Um, Now, what he inherited was a plan. A plan that was a conditional withdrawal. A plan that involved a president 
who had spoken directly with Taliban leaders saying, as we withdraw, if you do anything, we will kill you. <laughs> we'll kill your, we'll, we'll burn you. Basically, they went, Trump went Clint Eastwood on them at the end of Unforgiven. I'll kill you. I'll kill your families. I'll burn your houses to the ground. I'll kill every one of you SOBs. And they were scared of Trump because they knew he would do it because he already had. And you replace that with a feeble old man who is not really the president, in my opinion. He's just the guy they shove out in front of the camera. In any event, now you have a U.S. government that is obviously cowardly, uh, that is at this particular moment, as people are being slaughtered, are silent. They're on auto-reply. They're not even taking any calls. How does that make you feel after 20 years of sacrifice? We're right back there, aren't we? Bodies falling through the air. 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. I, I, honestly, I'd like your thoughts. Uh, you know, and, and we'll get to the mask thing uh, here in, in, in San Antonio and... You know, I, <laughs> are, are we wearing masks? Are the kids wearing masks or are they not wearing masks? You know, we'll uh, we'll talk to you about that uh, in in just a little bit. Two one zero. But first off, your your immediate thoughts on what you're seeing happening uh, in in Afghanistan uh, and the horror show that uh, that has taken place right now. I, I really don't know how else to to, to describe it. And I, again, if, if you think I'm overstating things, if you think that I'm Going too far? By all means, call me up and tell me why you think that. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back talking about Afghanistan. Let's go to the phones. 210-599-5555. Here's Hunter. Hunter, how you doing? Good morning, Sean. Hey, what are you thinking? Well, I was going to... Pretty shocked by what I heard earlier, so I had to call in. Did I hear you correctly when I heard you say China has already said they're, they're going to be on the Taliban side of this? They said they're. Uh, they said they plan to. Uh, Trey was talking about this on the on Where and Rhyme. They, they plan to support or work with them in some way. So the which they already battle, sort of have been up until this point. I mean, the the constant battle that the Democrats were always wanting and crying that President Trump was going to start. With China now, Mister, we choose truth over facts, and just set that into play with the, with the with China by them taking the Taliban side. With this issue in Afghanistan, it sounds like Mister Biden is setting into place a war with China. Well, I mean, it could be they, they you know, and, and you have to remember the Taliban is going to be leeching into all the other countries around Afghanistan as well, like Iran, and, and China has connections there. So, you know, it, it's it's a big chessboard. That's how I described it earlier in the in the, in the morning. You know, the chess pieces are in motion. Uh, you got Russia, you got China. I mean, they're the big bad guys on the block, and and I kind of liken it to almost a mafia type structure where. The thing about the Taliban and fundamentalist Muslims uh, who are, you know, about the business of engaging in terrorism and a holy war and all that stuff is they're almost like the street level thugs of the mafia. Do you know what I mean? Right, and that if you need a bit of if you need some bad business done, you send those guys out. Now, they're doing it for different reasons. For them, it's religious predominantly. And secondly, maybe geopolitically. 
But China and Russia have these guys at their behest, in a sense, to do their dirty work. And all of them hate America, and all of them want to reduce America, if not destroy it outright. And our president just opened the floodgates to, to allow this to happen. And apparently it is, <laughs> you know. And he, you know, I, and I can't figure out. And I appreciate the call, man. I can't figure out, you know. It, it, they obviously had to have known this was going to happen, right? I mean, we can theorize as to whether they wanted it to happen or what have you. I mean, the the, the overall idea is that you destabilize. America, both uh, within our own borders and without, uh, in the eyes of the rest of the world, you do that to a certain extent so that you can crash the whole damn thing and rebuild it in some new form. Or there, are they really, could they really be that inept? Because my issue, apart from the extraordinary act of cowardice it is right now, that the president is on vacay and is not speaking and the administration is on auto reply while this is going on is if they knew this was going to happen, you know, they didn't have any kind of messaging in mind. <laughs> you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have something they were going to say. Their response is to disappear and to go silent. While people are falling from airplanes? You know, I, I, I don't know. So I don't know if they're that inept or if it's part of some larger plan or it's a little bit of both. I, who knows? All we do know is the president is silent. The administration is Your government is silent. That they have chosen to do. While people are being run over in Afghanistan. And soon in other places as well. Uh, here's uh, Flo. Flo, how you doing? Oh, okay. Uh, I was just listening. Uh, it's too bad that, uh, well, I guess the guy just, they call the president, he's a moron. It's too bad all those people had to go over there and get killed, you know, and it just seems like it's futile. You know, it's sad. 20 years. You know, and, yeah, I know it's very sad. The guy is a Mongolian idiot. Yeah, he is. I appreciate. Yeah, it's very sad, tragic. I mean, you're seeing history unfold before your very eyes, and it's not a good. It's not good history. And uh, you know, I, I again, you you combine this with a lot of other stuff that's going on. I mean, we have multiple situations now. We have this international situation. We have the fall of Afghanistan after being there for 20 years. Not that we, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where we did need to leave, but there's a way to, to do it militarily and using, you know, leverage, like I'll freaking kill you if you do anything, if you take over, if you try to take back the country. Because Trump could do that with the push of a button, with the bombs, with the missiles. They knew that. That's Why, that, why didn't this happen? Well, Trump was in office. <laughs> you know. Trump wanted to be out by May. But Trump Trump had a plan. In a sense, all Biden had to do was follow Trump's plan and maintain the leverage of, I will freaking kill you if you try to take back the country. Uh, and I'll do it from the skies. You know, I, I again, it, it's, it's bewildering. It's breathtaking what's happening right now, happening over the past few days, the past few weeks. I don't know how you turn it around. I sure as hell know the one thing you don't do is go silent. 
Because that also sends a message, does it not? And that's what I'm saying. This is what the world looks like without America. Uh, all right. Uh, 210-599-5555. And we're back. News Talk by 50 KTSA. I'm Sean. Is everybody having a good time? As we watch Western civilization crumble before our very eyes. Um, well, Eastern and Western. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Just to take a quick break from the horror show in Afghanistan, then we'll go to the phones. 210-599-5555. A couple of important dates today, right? Uh, was it uh, today in 1977 that uh, I believe Elvis died, right? The age-old question is, where were you? I used to, when I was a kid, because I was, what, 10? I was 10 in 77. And uh, those were still back in the days when you'd see Elvis on TV. They do TV specials every now and again with one of his Vegas concerts or something. Right. And But I was a big radio person. I still listened to the radio as a kid. And I was living in Iowa, just outside of Des Moines. And I remember just the, the, the announcer, the king is dead, the king is dead, the king is dead, said it like three times. And uh, then said, you know, Elvis Presley has died. And for you and I, I mean, there was always an Elvis. I mean, there was never, we, we don't, <laughs> until that moment, we'd never lived a life where there wasn't an Elvis. And he was so much larger than life. Oh, yeah. You know? Especially, you know, it, for maybe it was this way for you, but for me, my parents were of that age. Oh, yeah. Where he was the guy. When, you know, when they were teenagers, you know, 12, 13 years old, he was the guy. He was the guy. You know, I mean, you couldn't get away from him. Right, he's on right. Radio, he's on TV, he's in the movies. So that was passed on to me where he was just larger than life. Right. You know, there were times it was like he was always on TV or my mom was always listening to his records. And I thought, well, he maybe we're related to him somehow. <laughs> because it just seemed... Right. <laughs> he seems like an, an uncle. uncle. <laughs> he's always around, you know. But. Well, and it's, what's weird also, because you're right, what's weird also is as the older we, you get, the more you realize just how young he was. He was only, what, 43, I believe? He was 42. 42, yeah. which, look, from our... This stage in life, you look at it and go, wow, that's that's young. <laughs> that's Mr. Glasgow's yeah. age right over there. Right, yeah. You're Elvis age. You're going to be Elvis age, man. You know, and uh, but it is other two other today is also, and I didn't realize it until I got, until I got out this morning, is the first heavenly birthday of one of my personal heroes, Mr. Billy Joe Shaver. It was his birthday today, August 16th. Right. And because uh, he's going to live forever. God loves you when you dance. And and, and the other uh, date, which this is personal, but i got to toss it out there, is it was exactly 10 years ago today that I first set foot in San Antonio, Texas. Excellent. Because I'd been working for that, you know, that station in Austin. Mm-hmm. Shocking that a conservative station would fail in Austin. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I was working for them at that show. That, that station got shut off, you know, and then... Uh, Greg Martin called me, and I'd already been subbing for you guys, and had me come down, and it was the first time I'd ever physically been in San Antonio, Texas. It was August 16th, whatever the hell 10 years ago was. Is that 2011, I guess? Mm-hmm. And then it all began. That's where it all began. That's where I, I got into both of your lives, and I'm just never leaving. 
you're always going to have me in your heads and in your headphones. It was like a COVID moment. It was like ago. a COVID moment when you got <laughs> Sean. You got the you got the Sean variant, didn't you, Chris? You the Rima variant. You'll never be rid of me, Glasgow. Anyway. <laughs> Today's also the day Aretha Franklin died. Really? It's like two years ago. I didn't know that ago, either. Three years ago. Three years ago, right. I can't tell if it's a good day or a crappy day. Yeah. <laughs> Madonna's birthday. Madonna's birthday. Yeah. Oh, Madonna's birthday. Right. Oh, boy. What is she, like 63? Is yes, she 63? I, I think she's 10 years older than us, yeah. Uh, she looks every mile of it, doesn't she? Crazy old broad. Yeah, but there was a time. <laughs> but there was a time. You know, back in the mid '80s, oh, yeah. when she first came, you know, '83, '84, when she first came on the scene, it was like, "Holy cow!" Oh Whoa, yeah, I'm not at, denying her that. Look at her. Hey, I was still in love with her when she was doing "Express Myself" and "Vogue" and all that right. stuff that I was playing on the radio. But you know, we we saw first time I saw her was on a video. Right. I, I think it may have been Borderline or one of those. You know. Wow. And uh, it's like, <laughs> hey, oh, oh hey, who are you? <laughs> Now it's now it's who are you? Right. Now <laughs> now it's the after picture of Kabul. I'll oh, see how you are. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know it's funny. She came along around the same time that I realized that Olivia Newton John was the same age as my mom. <laughs> so, it was like you had to hey, drop sudden, Olivia yeah. there and move on to somebody else. Well, you know, it was like six months earlier, and I'm like, what? She's the same age as my mom. <laughs> This is BS. Uh, Bring on somebody else. And then Madonna showed up. The Madonna showed up. Ruined it for all of us. Ruined it for ruined so many things for all of us. That's <laughs> <laughs> Stop with the leather, Madonna. You just can't pull it off anymore. All right. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Sean. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Thank I was, you. Uh, I was floating the river when Elvis left the building for the final Really? Time. Floating the Comal River. Yes, sir. Wow. Did you have a radio with you or something? Uh, I, we were with a bunch of people, and there was quite a few people in our parties and in the other parties that had radios, and it was just, I mean, it just rolled wow. down the river the yeah. minute the news came out. <laughs> I wanted to say the uh, uh, with the with the Afghanistan thing, the Decepticon Democrats are weak cowardly, foolish, very naive, very stupid, but most of all evil. Uh, Trey was quoting someone who was saying that uh, Joe Biden had has been wrong on everything for 50 years. And I want to add to that, the Democrats have been wrong on absolutely any, everything for way longer than 50 years, if you, mm. if you really think about it, on slavery, on the civil rights movement, on, they've been about everything. But you had asked the question on Friday, about because we were talking about a lot of different things, and you were saying, "How did we get to this point? How did we get to this point?" And we get, we got to this point because the American people, freely of their own free will, continue to go to the polls and elect Democrats to any position of power. Mm. I don't care if it's dog catcher. These these people and their thinking have been proven wrong on everything they've ever put forward. The, 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 the proof is in the pudding. They don't care about human life. They don't care about people. Look at what they've done, what, the, what, what their uh, uh, stance is on the, what's going on in Cuba and the civil rights mm. there and the people that are being right. slaughtered there. Nothing crickets from them. And now look at what they're doing here. Silence. Your little 
young little girls being forced back into slavery, Ugh. women being abused and shut down, and yet the Democrats care about women and right. human life? It's a joke. It's, i I got to run, Steve. I'm just out of time. But, man, thank you, brother. Yes, we'll we'll uh, obviously be, keep watching this stuff as it unfolds before our very eyes. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Stay connected. To mask or not to mask, uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. Locally, that's what we have going on here. The back and forth over mask mandates and bans against mask mandates. Right, because you rot and the judge want to put a mask on your kid's face. Which you already have the option to do anyway. <laughs> you know, it's so stupid. Um, and so now we had a the Supreme the Texas Supreme Court yesterday. <laughs> let see if I understand this. Put a restraining order on the restraining orders. <laughs> Is that, am I getting that correctly? Basically, so at Greg Abbott's Governor Abbott's ban against mass mandates is back in effect until Ron and the judge take it to another court and get that get that over get that overturned. So I don't know. You got some schools saying, well, no, the mandates are still in place, and we're going to still make you wear a mask. Your kid, wear, your little booger, wear a mask until a court tells us to stop. Well, I thought a court just did, man. But, you know, if you want your kid to wear a mask, have your kid wear a mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. But, you know, Ron, <laughs> on, on his face puke page, and, you know, this is an example of the arrogance of, of politicians. Because unless you absolutely freaking agree with everything they tell you to do and think, they treat you like you're a rube, like you're a little kid. Right, Chris? This is what the mayor, uh, your mayor, uh, posted on Face Puke after the ruling came down that they're going to uphold Governor Abbott's ban against mass mandates is is what your say your mayor talks to you vaccines great masks good covid bad not much else to it y'all actually freaking tight y'all now i can honestly say this in the part of maryland merlin that i grew up in people actually did say y'all and on the eastern shore of maryland we said y'all so sometimes I'll let a y'all slip. It ain't sound. It don't sound like a Texas y'all. It sounds like a Baltimore y'all, but it's y'all. Well, y'all are misappropriating. Well, y'all better, you know, one thing I know is that y'all ain't saying y'all in Massachusetts. <laughs> you guy didn't grow up saying, he's like, see, that's, look, this is how I speak to Texans. They all say y'all, so I'll type it out. Baby, you know, do you know where I put the apostrophe? Well, there's another Y'all. saying. There's another Ugh. saying that's a- uh, appropriate. What? what? All hat, no cattle. <laughs> now go on, get. Vaccines great, masks good, COVID bad. Not much else to say. Not, not much else to it. Y'all. Yeah, yeah, God, it makes me want to barf. Because that's just condescending as hell. But, uh, you know, that's for all the rubish, rednecky, anti-vaxxers and people who are upset that their kids have to wear a mask. COVID bad. No, Ron, you're bad. <laughs> you're okay. Freedom great. 
health, good. Mayor's bad. Politicians, bad. Not much else to it, y'all. What are you, Yosemite Sam? All of a sudden, he's the yellow rose of Texas there. Not much else to it, y'all. That's great. So just in case you were wondering, and I, you know, COVID bad, all right? <laughs> COVID bad. It's bad. Who's got your nose? Ron's got your nose. How do you spell raspberry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Nuremberg. I got your nose. COVID bad. Got your nose. Got your nose. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Well, I mean, they, they they talk to us like we're freaking idiots, man, like we're children. Well, it is his GD city, you know. I guess we all Ron's children, aren't we? We just all his children. And some of his children ain't behaving right. They don't know that COVID bad. <laughs> yes, Ron, we, we know the COVID's bad. Thank you. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for enlightening us. Mask good. <laughs> Yes, they are. You should try wearing one. <laughs> you weren't wearing one when you was partying with Billy Gibbons, was you, Ron? <laughs> I know, because I saw the damn pictures. Well, I'd have been there. I'd have whispered in his ear, hey, Ron, masks good, COVID bad. Not much else to it. <laughs> Too much? It's Sean, News Talk 550, KTSA. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Well, now, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is our dumb little show. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. We are now hearing, this is breaking news, uh, that the president is going to speak at 345 Eastern Time on uh, Afghanistan and the fall of Kabul. Chris, was that, 245 our time? 245, Don, yeah. So, <laughs> what a stooge dance. What a stooge dance. So, originally, as you know, and Trey and I were talking about this all morning, they called a lid today. The president went on vacay. Uh, and, and we, we kind of saw the dynamics changing as the morning has progressed because the president left D.C., uh, I believe, on Friday. As Taliban forces began to uh, uh, enter uh, Kabul uh, after uh, taking about every other major city uh, in the country, and uh, uh, which he was roundly criticized for, uh, it was said uh, we were still saying uh, as of this morning that, according to official statements in the White House, the president had, had was on a lid today or under a lid, <laughs> probably under a lid. <laughs> You know, you almost get the feeling they shove his ancient ass into some parabolic chamber somewhere, you know, just suspend animation there for a little while, slow down the aging process. But they had called a lid. He wasn't going to make any statements today. They said the president will speak uh, over the next few days, sometime this week, which has pretty much been universally criticized. 
The entire administration, including the communication, the press secretary's office, Jen Sackey Crap, had gone on auto reply. So if you emailed anyone in the administration, you got an auto reply. Hey, so sad. I'm on vacation. Have a great week, you know. But now the and then uh, what we heard maybe about an hour, hour and a half ago, and I started picking up on this. Uh, the president is uh, monitoring the situation from Camp David. He's still on the job. And just within the past few minutes, uh, Fox News is now, and now uh, MSNB Puke has picked it up, will address the Afghanistan situation at 3.45 Eastern Time, 2.45 our time. So what do you make of that? Well, gee, it kind of seems like the heat was getting so bad. If we got to wheel his ass out there and have him say something. <laughs> Uh, especially now that we have confirmed, and it has been confirmed with video, uh, that prior to suspending all transport flights out of Kabul, which is what they were doing, they were trying to get as many people out of there as possible, all these massive military planes, uh, and just heartbreaking to watch these planes surrounded by Afghans. And now we know that several of them had actually... And climb, you can see they climb up on the, on the outside of the plane as the plane takes off. And just within the past hour or so, two hours, it was confirmed that several people had remained clinging to the airplane as it took off into the air. And, uh, when it got high enough that they could no longer hold on, they fell to their deaths. And I had started the show saying, you know, it shouldn't be lost on any of us that this journey began 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago, with bodies falling through the air. And here we have bodies falling from the air, or falling through the air. And so now, for whatever reasons, uh, the president has, or somebody decided, I don't think he decides much, Somebody had decided, or some folks had decided within the administration that, nah, well, maybe the president should say something. <laughs> so he'll be speaking at 345 Eastern Time, 245 our time. Seven dead, it's now being reported uh, in Fox News. Seven people have lost their lives uh, during the, uh, on the air, at the airport trying to escape. Seven people, so... We'll see what he has to say. He's pretty much been wrong on everything thus far. Uh, you know, he probably shouldn't have said a whole lot about the fall of Saigon and the air, the, the helicopters landing on the embassy. Remember? You're not going to see helicopters landing on the roof of the embassy in Afghanistan and Kabul. And pff, what happened? Wow, helicopters landing on the roof of, of the embassy. It's just, it's horrific to watch. And the horrific, the horrible, horrible non-response from the White House thus far has been, you, you know, that's also sending a message around the world. The bad guys are on the move. And you know why the bad guys are on the move? Because there ain't nothing stopping them. And we could talk about how you know, it should, 20 years should have been long enough. You know, it's the longest American war, but there are ways to do it. And Trump had a plan. And plus, they were scared crapless of Trump. 
as I said in the opening statement, what's our policy? Our policy has been, oh, please, please don't burn our embassy. <laughs> uh, we'll hear what he has to say, man. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, Chris, are you expecting much? You know, no, I'm not either. You know, there are some clench. There's some clenching going on with his staff, man. And you know exactly what I mean. Like, oh, jeez. Because the whole stinking world's going to be watching this. And let me let me ask you. Uh, and the phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You know, Trey was saying it, we were saying it on Where in Rima, and I've been saying it, that, you know, you really can't overstate how bad this is. And it's not just bad for Afghanistan. It's bad for the entire global community. It's, it's bad for everyone. Um, you know, we, we've also had an open border for six months. Uh, and we know that folks from over 150 different countries have been strolling into this country. Getting on buses and going wherever the hell they want to go, basically. You know, it was a 200,000, over 200,000 in, in July alone. Uh, you think a few bad guys slipped in as far as terrorists? You think, you think, I mean, we know Chinese spies have been in the country. We know Russian spies have been in the country. But what about terrorists? Your own government now, if you're, if you're a honky, do you know that you're the enemy? Uh, according to the Department of Homeland Security? You're Christian. You're now considered to be a domestic threat. A domestic threat. They're warning people that when Christmas rolls around, and I guess Easter too, boy, those Christians, man, they're going to go nuts. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking, well, that's great. But, you know, the real bad guy is going to be showing up on your doorstep very, very soon. Again, what's stopping them? So we'll see. Seven dead in, this is according to the Associated Press, seven dead in Kabul airport chaos. These people are so, I mean, when you look at these images, what are you seeing? That is raw, abject fear beyond comprehension. I mean, I cannot conceive, and I'm thankful that in my life I am not able to conceive the level of sheer panic and fear it requires to cling to an airport, a large airplane leaving the ground. Think about that. The fear is so extraordinary that these people are clinging to the outside of airplanes. It, it's it's not just like hanging off the, uh, the 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 rail of a or the landing gear of a helicopter. You know what I mean? Which is something we saw in the fall of Saigon. These people are clinging to the outside of airplanes as they take off. And they're not letting go until the sheer force of the wind and the speed takes them off the airplane. God, man. Unbelievable. Just freaking unbelievable. What a slap in the face of all those Gold Star families, yeah? I mean, do I even have to say it? How are, they, how are our vets feeling right now? Who left an arm or a leg or a family member there? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Again, uh, breaking news. The president's breaking his lid. 
uh, and he's going to be speaking about Afghanistan at 2.45 our time. Uh, it is, as I just mentioned, it is also being reported that seven Afghans have lost their lives uh, in the chaos surrounding the transport planes leaving the Kabul airport, which have now been suspended. Uh, 210-599-5555. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Yeah, I'm tired, man. This show is tired. This is exhausting. What's that? Quit, what, Chris? So you have a condition. I have a condition. <laughs> I have a condition, and uh, it's just, man. Well, it, it's it, it, it's exhausting because of the scope of it and how bad it is. You know, and uh, again, it's it's the culmination in a, a bad ending to a 20-year commitment and a 20-year experience for this country and for the world. And I posted, and then we'll talk to Esteban, 210-599-5555. You know, I, I, I posted last night, I've been, September 11th's been heavy on my mind, uh, obviously, watching all this stuff. I think for most of us it has been. We are coming up on the 20-year anniversary. And, you know, I'm sorry, but except for one fleeting moment, and, and I am talking specifically about the presidency of Donald Trump, Never thought I'd hear my, I mean, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if you'd asked me if those words would ever come out of my mouth, that, man, we had a shining moment there with President Trump, but we kind of did. And, uh, you know, when September 11th happened, and I know a lot of us ask this question, who are we going to become as a result of this? And I truly believed in the days and even the first couple of years after September 11th that we were going to become something better than what we had been before. I know being in talk radio, I'd started my talk radio career just a few years prior to September 11th, and and things were really kind of petty as far as national debates, controversies and issues. Uh, in the wake of the great conservative revolution or Republican revolution of the early 90s, mid-90s. And I thought, well, maybe this will pull us out of this cheap crap. Maybe we'll become more unified. Maybe it'll be less partisan, you know, and uh, less snotty and insulting, and we'll we'll become a, a better America, you know, honestly. And I'm not saying that aspects of us, of our of our, of our country, have not, in fact, improved, because they have. So to to but but to see us where we are now, you know, in many ways. I mean, my God, it's all about skin color and segregation again. People are worried about their freaking pronouns. <laughs> Dudes want to pee in the girls' bathroom. These are the major issues. We want to defund the police. Crime is rolling off the rails in just about every city in America because a bunch of idiots want to defund the police. It it really is. It is. Again, I use use this word. It's breathtaking. We're actually cheaper now, more self-obsessed. A lot of it has to do with social media. I'll grant you that. But... 
you know, this this just shameful what's happening in Afghanistan, especially after the 20-year journey we've been on to get here. We should have been better than this. Our government should have been better than this. Whoever the freaking president is right now should have been better than this. And you know what? You can roll your eyes all you want to, but the last guy was. The last president would have never let this happen. Never. That's why it didn't happen. <laughs> you know. Until now. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, Craig, hang on. Here's Esteban. Esteban, how you doing? All right. You know, there's some foreign policy lessons learned in high school. We had a girl whose dad was a football coach. He had a black belt karate. She had a black belt karate. And you know what? They didn't have to beg people to be nice to her because they know, because people knew if you did certain things to her, you'd be in such a world of hurt so fast, it wouldn't be funny. Right. When Donald Trump whacked that Iranian general at Baghdad International Airport, he really sent a loud message <laughs> yeah. about hurting in the United States. That if you try, that if you were an enemy of the United States, that you really need to be defecating bricks because you don't know when <laughs> when something bad is going to happen to you. Well, yeah. And so they we they, they were scared of him. Yeah, Putin was scared of him. You know, I mean, they, they, they the bad guy, the, the Taliban, because they knew he meant business. They knew he would grease them, and he would, yeah. and he even to use his words, kick their asses. I'm going to bomb the blank out of him, you know, is what he said. Remember that? Yep. And we had peace because of it, because it wasn't just talk. It was an Iranian general getting vaporized, and everybody couldn't argue with that. Right. Have and this, All right, thank you. And this guy's response is what? You know, please don't take our embassy. Please. Well, the red line wasn't figurative. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't relative. It wasn't figurative. You remember how Obama kept, like, <laughs> no, this red line, no, this red line, no, this red line. Uh, here's Craig. Craig, how you doing? How's it going? It's, it's an honor to be uh, after um, Esteban. He's always on. Yes, he Anyways, is. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yes, he <laughs> He's is. He's a smart guy. Hey, uh, two things real quick. I love the comment of whoever the freaking president is. I almost went off the road laughing. Um, but the thing I want to talk about 9-11 real quick do you remember when they had like a 2020 special where they went over the news of September 10th and what was important on September 10th and we thought it was like oh Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake broke up on the dance floor and we thought (laughs) we would never ever get back to that point right and then you look at 20 years later, mm. I mean, every house in my neighborhood had an American flag flying. Right. I mean, the country is so – the tra- it was a tragedy. I'm not trying to downplay the tragedy at all, but just like you said, the country was in such a good place as far as pride of citizenship. Right. People were running to the recruiting stations, and I just – I can't many of them, many now. of those people who had never considered a military life before, went and signed up, and they lost their lives in Afghanistan, so that the Biden administration can do this and let yeah, it all I've go to hell. Friends, yeah, I've got friends. I was in Desert Storm, but mm. I got friends that went over there, and uh, man, I, I cannot say on the radio what they're saying right now. Right, I can't imagine. Well, I can't. I can't imagine to a certain extent. Well, man, thank you for your service. I just got to run, man, but. Uh, Thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. 210-599-5555. Yeah, remember that? There's, yeah, I, look, I drove across country in the weeks after September 11th. I drove, because uh, we, we were moving to Colorado. I had a five-month-old daughter, and I drove across country, drove, drove a moving van across country in the weeks after September 11th. You, everywhere you went, American flags. Everywhere you went, American flags. And now people are triggered by them. Good God, man. 210-599-5555. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Obviously talking about Afghanistan again. Uh, breaking news. The president apparently is going to speak at 345 Eastern time. That's 245 hour time. Uh, yeah, originally, they'd originally called a lid for t- today. And uh, most administration officials were on auto reply. But apparently he is going to be speaking at, uh, at 245 hour time. So obviously we'll, you know, hopefully bring, be bringing that to you live. Uh, just very quickly, a uh, Facebook friend of mine, Stephanie, sent me a note. I just want to read to you. All of our friends killed and dismembered for what? The pain and suffering while having a deployed spouse for what? The ongoing PTSD from war for what? This president needs to be fired. Politics aside, it's time to fire him for his incompetence and inability to do the job. Thanks for your passion, Sean. It means the world. I'd call, but I'd get choked up. But I wanted your audience to know that our veterans aren't alone. Their honor and duty will never go unnoticed. And we are forever grateful for their service to this great country. Absolutely. Absolutely. 210-599-5555. Here's Sam. Sam, how you doing? Good morning. Well, I don't know if it is good, but morning, Senor right. Raima, right. Arriaga. Right. Hey, you know, but it's been 30 minutes since you spoke this bad word, that bad word of COVID. <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure the the mayor and 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 Judge Reinhold is, is uh, <laughs> Judge Reinhold <laughs> is, is, is ecstatic that you know it's gone over 30 minutes without Sean Raima Arriaga. Why, why is the driver talking about COVID? COVID yeah. bad, according to the mayor. COVID bad. No word about the Texas Supreme Court. You know, holy smokes. What, what's this world coming to? Thank you. Well, I know. I did, I did talk about the mask thing and the back and forth and, you know. Again, until Ron COVID bad, Ron COVID bad Nuremberg and uh, the judge Start talking about the border. I don't give a crap what they have to say about COVID. Uh, Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Well, military family here, sir. What if they start dropping out of the skies? China and Russia get them together, and they just start getting Taliban to fall out of the sky, shooting everybody. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, they don't have to. Uh, 210-599-5555. No, they can just come across the border, dude. <laughs> they probably already have for about six months. I'm sure we got plenty of Taliban inside the country already. Here, Brad. Brad, how you doing? Hey, Sean. You know I'm an Army veteran, and mm. I can tell you that the only thing really worse than war is this. When you have absolutely nothing you're willing to fight and die and sacrifice for, 
and ultimately the uh, men of Afghanistan, the majority of them, that describes them. Uh, even those guys that were out there running and jumping and trying to climb onto the aircraft, I never saw Afghan soldiers uh, on the news or from reports that were that energetic and that strong and that motivated, and yet they wanted to get out of there. And we should have always been trying to look around and find us a unifier, a guy who would inspire and lead those people and motivate them, you know, like a Churchill. And, and we just didn't have that. And it would have made no difference. It would have been the same outcome if we'd waited another 20 years. They right. got dependent on us. They were helping and expecting us to provide their close air support and their medevac assets. And they never developed any of that stuff because they didn't have to. They knew we were going to provide it. And when Uncle Sam said, the jig's up, sink or swim, well, you see what we got. Well, but I, I understand what you're saying. And certainly nobody wanted to stay there any longer. All right. But there was a plan in place before with Trump. And there was leverage against the Taliban because of Trump and his obvious willingness to bomb the snot out of them if he wanted to, which he already had. And that's what kept them at bay. And so what you have now is what you have, and it was a conditional withdrawal is what Trump wanted to do. And what you have now is he just the dude just pulled the plug, turned out the lights, and there's there's no reason for them not to take the country over and retake it. You know, I grant you, yeah, yeah 20 years they should have, maybe you should have had a little bit more expertise at defending their own country, but, and you're right. Was, guns is good guys with guns. Well, I agree, man. Needs to learn that. I agree. I got to go. 210-599-5555. Yeah, I mean, that's what was keeping the bad guys at bay was you had a president who they knew would kill them. <laughs> well, you can say what you want about Donald Trump, but no, nobody on planet stinking Earth thought that he wouldn't do what he said he was going to do. Because that's what a badass does. You know, you cross his line, and that's it. And he followed through, and he had. He had in Iran. Uh, so they knew that as long as that guy's in the office, as long as that guy's in the Oval Office, well, you know, he won't just come after us like Trey says. He'll come after our houses. He'll come after our family. He'll grease us. He will erase us from the earth. Given that we'd like to continue existing, <laughs> at least in large measure, I mean, hey, we got our martyrs, yeah, but, you know, we don't want to completely freaking go away. Uh, you shuffle that guy off uh, from what I believe was a was a was a was a, a, a compromised election, and he got this guy now. Please don't take our embassy. Please. Again, this is what the world looks like without America, and uh, it's a frightening frightening idea, isn't it? Doesn't look too good to you. I mean, again, people so filled with panic and fear. They're hanging off the, the edges of airplanes leaving the ground and then falling to their deaths when the wind, you know, the, when the wind takes them off the plane. 210-599-5555, We'll take a break. Uh, it's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. 
We're talking about Afghanistan. The president is going to actually going to speak at 2.45 hour time after originally calling a lid. See what he has to say for himself. It's okay, Chris and Don, because, uh, look, things are looking better. we got a new Batman movie coming out. They've rebooted the Batman franchise one more time, and uh, that, that glowy vampire guy from the Eclipse movies is going to play the new Batman. Because mm-hmm. we need more Batman movies. We just don't have enough Batman movies. Glowy vampire guy from... Pattinson, Robert oh, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, though. Good Lord. Who was actually very good in the movie called The Lighthouse, right. although it was disturbing as hell. Do you think he's perhaps one of those guys who... Who actually can act quite well, but we just know him from these teen movies. <laughs> he actually is a very good actor. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple of things, art house movies. Right. My problem is, do, do we, we just do we need another freaking Batman? Do we need another Batman? I just hope they don't. How many do Batmans do we need? What they've always done with all these movies, like you know, Batman, and they'll make a few, and then they reboot it and go back to the beginning again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, God, how many no. times do I have to see his parents get whacked? Right. At this point, it's Bootman. <laughs> Boot man, reboot man. The Batmobile is a rascal uh, electric scooter. Well, dude, since you and I, since the eighties, they've been making these freaking Batman movies. Eighty nine was the first one, the and Bible I still Keaton. think that was the best one, really, the first yeah, one, because Nicholson is the Joker over the top, and Heath beautiful. Ledger was a shining moment in the whole Batman journey. Right. But Christian Bale always annoyed the crap out of me. Oh, I, I'm Christian Bale, unless I put this on. Now I'm Batman. <laughs> and Ben Affleck, ah, who cares? Well, George Clooney, he was Batman. Oh, God. Wasn't Val Kilmer Batman in one of them? Val Kilmer was right. Batman. Everybody gets to be. I was Batman once. You know, I mean, everybody gets to be Batman. Just fill out an application. You get to be Batman. I just, do we need more Batman movies? Just another Batman movie? Because they, the reason I'm bringing it up is they dropped the first trailer over the weekend. They haven't even finished the movie yet. And they're dropping trailers, man. And there's Robert Pattinson looking all glum, you know, because he's Batman. He's all freaking depressed. Colin Farrell's going to be the penguin. Do we need another Batman? He's still a vampire. Huh? He's still a vampire. He's a bat. No, he's a bat. Likes to hang upside down, apparently. I just can't we take a break from rebooting Batman for like 20 years? Let's take a 20-year break from another Batman franchise, okay? Just give it a rest, man. Let it become interesting again. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, it's not interesting at this point. Why not create a new superhero? Or a new superhero. Do some other damn new. superhero. There are other or don't make a movie about a superhero. There are other animals. Sick of superhero movies. What? There are other flying animals that we could name a superhero <laughs> after. <laughs> Take a break from the superhero trip for a while. That's all. Let's just give it a rest. All right? I'm sick of multiverses. Just give it a. Let's take a super. Let's. I want to call, call for a superhero moratorium on 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 movies and TV shows. I have an idea for a movie. What? And you tell me what you think. It's a movie about an average guy, <laughs> right? And he just happens to come upon all these outstanding circumstances. <laughs> and his whole routine is, well, I do something about this, but I'm not a superhero. <laughs> and he just keeps. He gets back. So I'm just gonna go to work. Right. Gets back in his car, maybe it's a Yaris, and he drives <laughs> off to work or something. Do you, I don't know if you're a big Monty Python fan, but there was a yes. great sketch called Bicycle Repairman. <laughs> Do you remember that? 
And everybody's a superhero, including bicycle repairman. And they're all walking around in capes and stuff, and they're going to superhero bars. And a superhero gets a flat tire on his bike, and it's Michael Palin. And he looks at, sounds like a job for bicycle repairman. And he disappears. He comes back dressed as just some freaking bicycle repair dude. <laughs> and he pops up the tire and fixes it for Superman. And then disappears and changes back into his Superman into his, his superhero outfit. I just I need another Batman. Oh my God, another Batman. Yep, here we go. Another freaking Batman. Are there going to be three movies too? Is there going to be another Joker? Is some puke actor going to try to win an Oscar again with by being the Joker? Heath was the only good Joker. I mean, Heath Ledger was badass. The rest of that movie sucked, but Heath Ledger was great. They've, Do I look like a man? With they've a plan? Ex- expanded the role for Robin. Oh, God, is, when's, yeah, is Gay Robin going to make a? a when's Gay Robin going to be coming out? They'll all be gay at some point. The Avengers, Batman, Spider—they're all going to be gay. <laughs> Sorry, the world's in. It's the apocalypse. I'm trying to lighten the mood here a little bit. At least as Western civilization collapses before our very eyes, at least we have one more depressing-ass Batman movie to look forward to, yes? Why didn't he lighten up a bit? He's so glum. Anyway. Instead of putting on the rubber bat suit, right. why don't you just get a good therapist, man? Go, you know, go Do see, some yoga. Go see therapist, man. Go see the therapist, th- man. Therapist, man, with a super couch. I'm therapist, man. How are we feeling today? Dr. Shrink. Dr. Shrink. <laughs> Dr. Shrink. <laughs> if only I had Dr. Shrink. I'm so freaking depressed. And I keep dressing up like a bat. I'm Dr. Shrink. Just take it easy for a while and eat more fruits and vegetables. Let's get you on some Xanax. So let me get this straight. You dress up as a bat. <laughs> Drive around in a souped-up car and wear a utility belt. If I was that rich that I could afford all that crap... I wouldn't be buying that crap and dressing up like a bat. No. I'd be, like, on an island somewhere. All right. Uh, bat, <laughs> Batman Island. <laughs> just wanted you all to know, in case you were wondering, there's another Batman movie coming out, and it's a whole new Batman. Isn't that great? Batman bad. All right. Um, Ron. COVID bad. What are you, Tarzan. <laughs> Me, Ron, COVID bad. Jane, cute. Where's Cheetah? Here's uh, here's Charles. Charles, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. How about yourself? What a day in well, paradise. <laughs> well, I wanted to comment on Afghanistan, and there's another topic I wanted to cover. Well, I only got about a minute, so go ahead with the okay, Afghanistan. Okay. Well, we should have made it into the moon 20 years ago when we had the chance. The second thing. You did it with Cheryl Scully. Why don't you rally and let's get rid of Ron, too? So that's my I've been trying. <laughs> I, I did get rid of Cheryl, didn't I? All right, man, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I've ruined a few politicians' careers over the years since I've been here at KTSA. <laughs> Who was that other guy I got kicked off the campaign trail? The old farts. I can't even remember now. It was going up against Donna Campbell, I think. Wentworth. Wentworth, yeah. Don't make me go all Wentworth on you. COVID bad. Um, all right, well, that's the show. We'll we'll see what the president has to say at uh, 2.45 hour time. Again, he was not scheduled to speak at all. 
even called a lid today. Uh, uh, the, the entire administration was on auto reply uh, as Kabul falls and people are dropping from airplanes. So apparently there's been a change in thinking. And now the president will be speaking at 2.45. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about tomorrow as the, the horror show in Afghanistan continues. God bless our service people. God bless our vets. God bless our military folks who never came back. We will not forget you or your service to this country and to freedom. God bless you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Elaine. Thanks to Don and Trey. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.